0: i got to tell you, by that old clock on the wall, it's time to go Inside EMS. I'm your host, Chris Subalara, and, and what a great week it is. But before I tell you why, I've got to share it with my good friend, Kelly Grayson, the one we call Kelly Grayson. KG, what's going on?
1: Oh, man, the same stuff, different day, man. I'm, I'm just living life, uh, living the dream.
0: I was going to introduce you by saying, have you stamped out disease and pestilence this week? I-
1: Partially, disease and pestilence may be making a comeback while I'm out of town, but uh, so far in my area, I've, I've stamped it out pretty well. It's re- um,
0: it's rearing its ugly head in your absence.
1: That's, that's right. I'm, I'm headed to, uh, to upstate New York uh, for the North Country uh, EMS Conference in, in uh, I can't remember what town of New York. It's, it's upstate New York, just near the Canada border. And looking, looking forward, forward to, to talking to those guys, guys and hanging yeah. out. And I'll come back and uh, the next day and, and go on a little fishing trip. So
0: That's where our good friend Gina Carbino lives up there. and Yeah, in to- Gina's neck in the woods. Right, and we're actually talking to her again, have her back on. She actually came up with a great topic. I don't want to give it away. And I think it's going to be a really great discussion. And hopefully we can have her on soon so we can kind of uh, get into that. But let's just say... That the discussion would kind of tip around nurse and paramedic patient murder. Wow! Yeah. Um, So I don't want to get into it. Okay. I think we. I think we need. We need a little bit more research, but. G- uh, Gina came up with that the other evening, and uh, I'm at a loss where to go. But she's got some pretty uh, incredible references, Kelly. That uh, okay. you know this ha- this is happening in the medical field, and uh, so it's being interesting. But let's not let's not waste that. Let's go ahead and save that, Gina. If you're listening, yeah. you've got to get ready now because uh, we're going to have a great discussion here coming up. You know, Kelly. One of the things that happened uh, this week um, one sad, but there's a happy thing that we want to talk about the Inside EMS podcast. The show that you and I do, that we've hosted for so long, is a finalist Uh for the best business to business podcast, and our parent company, Lexapol, who owns EMS1, uh, is being recognized. This is the Folio Award, and Uh it is going to be announced on October 30th at the annual Folio Awards Gala in New York City and we are very excited and i got to tell you very humbled and uh but uh, i mean we we work hard to really kind of entertain we work hard to inform we work hard to persuade, and uh, you know, hopefully, we do all those things, Kelly. But oh my gosh, what a great uh, honor it is oh, yeah. to be nominated and and for EMS One to be recognized.
1: Yeah, it's it's a it's a huge honor. Um, I I won an Eddie Award a few years back for uh, my Angel Strieber perspective, perspective column, and uh, was incredibly honored to do so. These these uh, these Folio Awards uh, in New York City are are the. Um, you know, kind of the the online Oscars uh, for for digital media. So it's a it's a really big deal to be uh, uh, nominated, and an even bigger deal to to win. So uh, good luck to all the other nominees.
0: You know, I think that that's uh, of course true. Everybody wants to win, but you know, when we think about you know, I'm, I'm gonna just be all humble
1: awesome, and say I'm just happy, happy to be, be nominated. But here's so the thing I, that I, I think
0: win. to me what what it means I think. You know, just by somebody recognizing the work that we're doing, I think we've won. You know what I mean? I think that we've won because, you know, you and I, when we first talked about this podcast sitting in, you know, Lake of the Ozarks in Missouri in front of a fireplace, um, that that sounds a little romantic, everybody. It, It was in the lobby of the hotel's. And Art Sia was sitting with us as well, and he had some great, you know, input for us about how to make a great show. And But one of the things that I think, we we were just hoping we'd get a couple of people to listen. You and I are now coming up on almost 800,000 downloads of our show over the five-year period. You know, we've had some amazing guests on, you know, those from education, those who specialize in tactical medicine, those who specialize in mental health. I mean, we've we've really tried to be able to bring the career field alive and for everybody to know what's happening on our career field. And I think that what we have to do now is be humbled and that what we started off with, I think that we've set out to do what we wanted to do and I think we've exceeded our expectations and I think we've got to be very, very proud of that.
1: Yeah, uh, and and I am, you know, not only in the the listenership and the the number of, of uh, individual listeners and, and downloads is the fact that our our longevity, man, it's hard to hard to believe we've we've been doing this for so many years. It's, we're we're getting middle age in the terms of uh, uh of uh, lifespan of podcast and and still going strong. So um, that's, that's one of the things, things I'm most proud of is we've maintained that that listenership for so long, and, and we owe that to uh, to the loyal people that that tune in and listen to our blatherings every week.
0: That's right. But one of the things that is exciting for us as well is, you know, when we start the new year in April, we're going to be at 500 shows. Yeah. So I think that's cool, as 500 shows. Now, Kelly, wow. the, you know, the week, you know, the week did have some, um, you know, some sadness to it, and, uh, yeah. you know, we are now talking about uh, September 13th, but, of course, September 11th was uh, the other day, yeah. and 18 years since the... Twin Towers were attacked, since the United States was attacked, since the Pentagon was attacked, and some brave people uh, wound up spending their last minutes um, in Pennsylvania, and it really is a sobering reality. I think that when it occurred way back when, we were all stunned and mesmerized, and I think we've become numb to the fact of that being um, one of America's worst days. But I think that we need this anniversary every year to remember just how tragic it was. One of the yeah. things that gets me every time I watch and I and I, 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 I put time away on the 11th every year to watch the shows that are on for Remembrance. And the thing that got me the other evening was those people who were jumping to their deaths and, and uh, the despair that people had that day really kind of... Uh, it impacts me to makes me realize that on uh, September 11th, 2001, our world changed forever. Yeah,
1: and and where where were you when when you got the news, Chris?
0: Yeah, I was working. I was actually uh, working as a full time par- paramedic in Arlington, Texas, and I was I had a part time gig uh, working as a hyperbaric technician in one of the local hospitals. And this was one of the days that I was uh, at the hyperbaric center, and we had just put uh, the chamber down uh, at treatment depth depth of forty five feet, and uh, uh, somebody came in and said the uh, a plane crashed into the World Trade Center. Now I grew up in New York City, Kelly, and and my yeah. life my life was spent around those towers. My best friend asked his wife to marry him. Uh, at the windows on the world up uh, you know in the restaurant and the observation yeah. deck um, there, there was a big mall that was underneath the World Trade Center that people would go and hang out so this was, this was part of my upbringing so when you hear that a plane crashes into the World Trade Center it's almost like it crashes into your house yeah, yeah. And, uh, and and I want to share the worst moment I think I had um, but I, what, what were you doing what was your day like well it
1: was, uh, I had, uh, EMD class on, uh, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. I had to deal with my employer to, that I could come in, uh, late on my class days. Since I'd be working late, uh, and I could go dove hunting or hunting that morning. And, um, uh, I think this was on a Tuesday and I was doing, I was, I had still gone hunting that morning, but I had, had come in, uh, cut my, my hunting trip short and come in to do some lesson planning. And, uh. I was I was in my office doing lesson planning and and making up some exercises for my EMT students who had just just started, and uh, my phone rang. They said, "Come down to come down to dispatch," and came down to dispatch. And everybody was there, just glued to the TV screen. and someone said, "A plane just hit the World Trade Center." I was like, "What a you know a, a private plane? some some idiot flew a Cessna into the World Trade Center." Said no, no, no. I, I think it was a big plane. And shortly after that, you know, the second plane hit, and we watched that. And I just, uh, my 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 world turned over. I was like, we're 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 at war. Well, this is this is not a, a random yeah. act. So yeah. we're at war. And then you know, we we, we stayed glued to the to the television all that day. entire day, all day. And and the next day, I had to speak to my EMT students about you know, scene safety, you know, and I, and I, I said, look, you know, a lot of, of cops and rescuers and firefighters and EMTs lost their lives when those buildings collapsed, and and, and likely as not, that was a, an eventuality that they chose to accept when they put on the uniform. I said, you know, uh, we replayed the, the picture of the, the video of the buildings collapsing. and I said, that was an unsafe scene. That was an unsafe scene that they ran into and you need to understand that no scene is truly safe it's as safe as we can make it but if you can't handle that reality um, you don't ever put on the uniform because right this, we just don't this know. is you just don't know, know if you're not
0: going to come home man and i, I that's think right. it, and that's a reality i got to tell you i mean there was no more i mean when you and i were first starting in this game we were bulletproof we were yeah. we were going into domestic yeah. violence scenes because we didn't care because we knew that we were going to take care of ourselves and our partner um, but you know what, it, it, life changes, man. And now we've got to wear bulletproof vests to work, but you know, yeah. that's, that's a whole other story. But let me ask you a question. Cause I was thinking about this the other night. Mm-hmm. I think we all have one feeling or one remembrance or something that just stands out from that day. And what was it that impacted you the most on nine eleven?
1: Aside from the, the profound loss, you know, it was the same thing. I, I was at work when... Uh, during the the uh, Oklahoma City bombing, and my first instinct was, is you know, um, God, I bet they need help. Who do I who do I call to volunteer my my services to to help? Um, and, and then you know, uh, common sense kicked in, and and the the rationale uh, kicked in that they don't need self dispatching people, and 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 they'll if they need help, they'll call for help. Um, but my first instinct was to you know run towards. That. <laughs> run toward the disaster and see what I could do. But but uh and some of my EMT and paramedic students uh actually worked for the Red Cross and went and they worked in the pile. Um but after nine eleven, I think the thing that hit me the hardest and stuck with me the most was the disrespect we got from our local civic leaders um after that because they called us up and said, Hey um, we think we need to honor our local hometown heroes and, and, and honor all these cops and firefighters that died at the World Trade Center. Um, can you help us organize that? And I said, well, what about honoring, honoring the EMTs that died at the World Trade Center as well? And this city councilman and mayor sneered at me and said, no, no EMTs died at the World Trade Center. And, and in the tone of, you know, stolen valor and, and who are you, you scumbag, to try to co-opt these people's sacrifice. And, and Chris, I almost went over the table, at him and I had to explain, you know, what do you think those Port Authority police officers, many who were cross-trained in medical care, what do you think those, those New York City firefighters were doing? There were ambulances in that rubble. There were people rendering medical care. They were working as EMTs. Yes, they died, and I told them of, of Yemel Marino, and, and uh, you know, one of the, the first uh, uh, EMTs uh, confirmed death, and, and, and,
0: you know, they were apologetic,
1: but it really hit, it was not a good time for me to be an EMT or a paramedic in, in, in my career because, you know, that spoke to the... the afterthought that we are in public safety uh, in the eyes of, of the public. Uh, and it, it, it stings even today. Um, it's better now than it was back then, but um, oh, it, it, it stung back then hard.
0: You know, but that's the way it's been in EMS. I mean, it's not just it didn't take that event uh, to bring it out. Um, we
1: too busy fighting and downgrading each other to, to exactly. present a unified uh, front to the public and advocate for our profession.
0: But the thing that that stood out for me that got me was really two things. And I'll share the second one um, after the first, see how that works first and second. And, uh, but truly, the thing that bothers me the most that I think about is the people that decided to leap to their death. Yeah. You know, they had to make the decision. They knew they were going to die. The smoke must have been too much for them, the heat must have been unbearable. And, they would have rather jumped out that window and die the way that they did than be in the, um, that fire. And I cannot imagine the fear. I cannot imagine the desperation. I cannot imagine the resolve that people had to say, I'm just going to do this. Oh, yeah. And I think that those people... Are heroes yeah. the way that they went? Because they, they decided to go out on their own terms, yeah. and I, I really think that as we look at that as a horrible event, I really think that the people who caused that should look at them to say, "I'm going to decide how I die, not you."
1: and in, in watching the the documentary that was uh, i can't remember the exact title that was uh culled from footage from uh, the the two French brothers who were making a uh, a documentary about a training class uh, a cadet class in New york City's at uh, bNY um, and and that turned into a nine eleven documentary they had cameras in the lobby uh, and you could hear the bodies hitting the roof
0: well what was amazing let me cut you off though but what yeah. was amazing was that i was watching a live feed of hearing the noise and everybody mm-hmm. was looking around saying what is that what's that noise what is that noise and having no idea what was happening above them
1: and yeah and 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 some people knew some people recognized what the, what the noise was and you know the the camera panned over to, to Father Michael Judge and and, and you could see yeah, the expression on his face and the prayers he's muttering under his breath for everyone. And, What's happened? and What's I think like at that, that point, point, you know, that's one of the, the stark realities that hit me about, uh, about, you know, the the emotional toll and the mental toll uh, that this job can sometimes take on us. Because you, you look at those firefighters in that building and you ask, you know, you, you can put, put yourself, yourself in their place and go, how are you ever, ever going to be the same yeah. after that day? And, well, that, and come out on the other side undamaged.
0: You know, you touch on a thing that is my second biggest um, hurt from 9-11. And again, I grew up in New York City. I'm proud to be from New York. Um, it was it was an interesting way to grow up. And I think it really gave me a foundation Of who I am today, and I knew Father Mike, uh, Father Michael Judge. Um, He was a man who was um, he was a mentor. I think he he taught me as a young man um, that I can be better than what I was. Um, Mm -hmm. Talked a lot to me about ego um, when I had the most, probably in the world. And now, if I'm not mistaken, that that didn't stick. Thank you very much. Um, And if I'm not mistaken, uh, and please if the story is incorrect, but from what I remember is after the video that you talk about, there was a, a firefighter who was killed or he was dying, and Father Mike went out to give him last rites. And it was during him giving last rites that he was killed. Yeah. So but the thing that got me the most is i was very very angry about what happened on 911 mm-hmm. and it wasn't until um sunday when meet the press came on and tim Russett did a little uh, story about father mike and that's when i cried like a baby that's oh, when, yeah. that's when the hurt came the anger was gone and now the hurt was there and uh you know i think we've spent some time talking about 911 but you know you i think approached it from the side of scene safety you know what is it the biggest lessons that you think we learned from that that as ems providers and professionals that we've got to pay attention to as we now think about these things happening all the time
1: i i, I don't well i think pre-planning uh you know from a logistical uh, agency standpoint you know the, the pre-planning and the drills and, and knowing what procedures to enact Uh, and that sort of thing. But I don't think that as an individual provider, you can ever be ready or prepared for such an eventuality. Um, what I think that entire, uh, day's events, uh, um, drove home to me was, was the, the strength of the, the compact we make with the public. When we take on this job, when you call, we will come. No matter what, no matter the danger, no matter what personal sacrifices we have to make, when you call, we come, and that's it. And there's there's an implicit honor in that that I, I don't think can be ignored. And 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 those 343 FDNY firefighters and and the the private uh, ambulance EMTs and the Port Authority cops, there were 411 public safety and, and medical responders who died, they all honored that compact. Uh, and probably uh, a good many of them knowing uh, the dangers they faced when they walked in. Um, and, and that to me uh, can, you know, uh, greater love have no man than this. than he give up his life for his friends, you know, and I think they honored that code uh, in spades that day. So that's, the good side of uh, of those days' events, aside from the from the slap in the face from our public officials, um, uh, it reaffirmed my uh, uh, my choice in EMS, and and uh, I, I chose a profession I was meant to practice. You know, we we, we talked about nine one one and how how our world changed, Chris. And, and you know, and uh, some days I get maudlin. I think the terrorists have won. Because, how has our world changed? You know, our, our, we have, our, our freedoms have eroded, uh, which was their larger goal uh, beyond just bringing down a couple towers and killing several thousand people. Uh, they induced our government officials uh, to, to curtail our freedoms uh, and enact huge, expensive federal bureaucracies with, with dubious results. Uh, and, and in the end result, we're all significantly less free than we were. And we've acquiesced to that. That's our new reality. And, and, and I, I harbor some resentment uh, for that. Um, but on the other hand, um, in the days following, uh, you know, you remember how, many, how so many people around the country donated blood You know, that that there was too much blood for once in our history. There was too much blood in the blood banks, and and some of it had to be thrown out because they had more than they needed. And and our entire country came together, uh, Democrat, Republican, leftist, conservative, gays and straights, everyone was, you know, in the days following that, an American. Uh, And they identified themselves that way first and foremost. And, man, we've lost that. We've lost that, and, and there's something in our, our national psyche. We've got to do to heal that and get back to that because uh, this fighting and, and this othering of other people and being at each other's throats politically and, and culturally uh, is is uh, is a, is the the big tragedy uh, that we we lost that sense of unity uh, in the days following nine eleven and uh, and haven't gotten it back. But after I uh, I bring us all down to one particular EMT who is, who is living the, the ideals of our profession. This story comes from, uh, from Yahoo. Batman walked a three-year-old to preschool after bullies gave her a black eye. Um, this happened in, in Florida, and this little three-year-old girl came home from school with bruises on her face and a black eye, and she, uh, it took a little, took a little pulling, but, but she eventually told her mother, that she had been bullied by other kids at school. Um, And a friend and local EMT named Jack Asbury III uh, said, do you think it would help if Batman walked her to school? And this EMT took time out of his day uh, to, to give comfort and courage to a little girl dressed up in his Batman costume and walked her to school. And introduced himself to all her classmates and introduced her as his very best friend. You know, And the unspoken message is, is you know, don't pick on this girl. She's got Batman on her side. <laughs> um, and I think that is one of the coolest things that you can do for, for anybody. Uh, and and I, I'd like to give a shout out to, to Jack Asbury III and tell him, strong work, EMT. We're proud of you. But, hey, that's what we think. We'd like to hear what you think. Where were you on 9 11? What, what stuck out in your mind to you? And who are the local heroes that are still paying it forward and still doing good for EMS at your hometown? We'd like to know at the show at ems1.com. And for myself and co host Chris Ceballero, thanks for tuning in to Inside EMS. We'll catch you guys next week.